Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Proverbs for Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Adam Peake, where every Saturday I have the privilege of going through a chapter of Proverbs that corresponds with the day. So today is May 23rd. It's a really awesome day for me and I'll tell you why. Um, And so we'll be going through Proverbs chapter 23, taking a kind of generalized overview of the passage and how it might pertain to people who are in uh, the business community um, and, you know, potentially people just in general. But the focus is uh, for those of you who are like me, who are like, I'm not a full-time pastor. I work a full-time job outside of pastoral uh, ministry. And so I want to be able to share uh, a few things, uh, a few little nuggets from Uh, from a chapter of Proverbs, and hopefully it helps you out during your week. Today is a special day for me because tomorrow uh, I will have a teenage son. My oldest son turns 13, and it's really cool because there's a couple of of verses in here that I'm going to talk about from a personal level that are really special for me, uh, just personally, um, as, as I've gone through this amazing journey of parenthood. So that will not be so much. I mean, it, it, we, we could obviously make the connection because our work life is also tied in with our personal life as we're all finding out during this COVID-19 crisis. So the thing that I want to talk about today, sort of an overarching uh, theme of Proverbs chapter 23, is this idea of pursuit of pleasure that leads to addiction. And the author of the 23rd proverb is going to talk about this in a couple of different ways. And I'm going to highlight two that I think are really critical for us in the business community, along with just our personal lives. Number one is the pursuit of money. And number two is the pursuit of an escape through, uh, in in this chapter, it is alcohol, but it could really be anything. And so we'll highlight the pursuit of money and we'll highlight the pursuit of escape through the form of alcohol. And it bookends really nicely here in Proverbs chapter 23. So 23 verse 1, when you sit down to eat with a ruler, observe, I highlighted this word, observe carefully what is before you and put a knife to your throat if you are given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies for they are deceptive food. Do not toil to acquire wealth, be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light on it, it is gone, for suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven. That's how Proverbs chapter 23 begins. And I was talking with somebody this week, and we got got into a conversation about wealth for the for the Christian. And there's a there's a big difference here uh, between between the two things. Like on a global perspective. Um, I am incredibly wealthy, and the chances are you are incredibly wealthy on a global scale. The chances are that you are incredibly wealthy in the United States. Now, you may not feel wealthy because you compare yourselves to other people, but you are probably pretty wealthy in, in the grand scheme of things. So this is not about um, is wealth good or is wealth bad. Uh, in the New Testament, we see that we are to seek first, we hear that we are to seek first his kingdom, we are to seek first his righteousness, and then all of these things will be given to us. We pursue the things of Christ for the Christian, 
these are the things that we run after. Um, and then, and then, and then God gives out of the abundance of his blessing to us. So God will supply for all of your needs according to his riches and according to his mercy. So this is the truth that we get to walk in. So what is this about? This is about, I got my shirt on if you can see it. It's, uh, I can't, let me scoot back here. It says God, see, see God over money. And it's in a theme uh, from the TV show Martin, which is one of my favorite TV shows growing up. Uh, it's, it's actually a rap label called God over money. And, and I wore it today for this because of this, this beginning part. It is about prioritization of the things that we are in fact pursuing. So you will be tempted. And I have been in front of wealthy people before. You have probably met or been in front of wealthy people before. And, and let's, I'll be the first to raise my hand. It is so tempting to want to pursue and run after that. And, and I'm, again, it is not wrong. Hear me, please, please, please hear me. It is not wrong to be wealthy. That is not a sin. That is, that, but what is wrong for the believer and for us in the workplace is when all we are pursuing is money. We are seeing this now in businesses all around the United States and all around the world. Businesses, quite frankly, who are doing just fine, making plenty of money, and they are laying people off, and they are hurting people's lives because of their pursuit of wealth. They are pursuing profits instead of, instead of being in business to, to help people's lives. Now, do they have to make money? Of course they do. But it is a wrong pursuit. They have, they have an appetite, they have an addiction to profits, and they do not have an addiction to the better things of this world that I believe will actually lead to their profits. And there are plenty of studies out there that talk about the idea of servant leadership. And when we invest in people and when we invest in the right things in the business world, when we do not simply pursue making money as our chief end, that in fact, we make money because I would argue it is a biblical principle. Pursue the things of God. Pursue the right things. So do not desire this rich ruler's delicacies. When your I love this in verse 5. When your eyes light on it, it is gone. For suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven. The minute you think you've grasped wealth, it's gone. Why? Either one, because it actually physically leaves, like what's happening now in, in, a, in a recession. Or two, you get it. And it's, it's nothing because you just want more. Why? Because you will never, ever, ever have enough. You will never have enough money. And so you pursue it and it sprouts wings and it flies off, flies away to heaven. So we don't pursue those things. We shouldn't pursue them in our personal lives. And if you're a business owner and you happen to be listening to this, I'm not saying don't make money. I'm not saying that it's wrong to make money. I'm not saying it's wrong to pursue a job or it's wrong to have profits or anything like that. But what I'm saying is what is the causality behind what you are doing? What are you actually pursuing and what are you passionate about? And if that is money, it's not going to satisfy. It's not going to last. There is good news. There, there is a couple of little things in here. Verse 18, surely there is a future in your hope will not be cut off. Surely, and I would say surely when we are pursuing, when we place our hope in things that have substance, that have matter, that have purpose, that have meaning, money has none of those, but when we, when we pursue those things, we have hope and there is a future for us that will not be cut off. 
And so we need not be addicted to the pursuit of money because that is, there is no hope in that future. There's, no, there's nothing there for you. There's nothing there for me except for just more longing, more pain. And who wants that? It seems good at the time, but that, that's all that's going to end up happening. Now, the, the, the author of Proverbs shifts a little bit and then comes back to this theme. So I'm going to do the same thing, and it's really appropriate for me, like I said, because I have a son who's entering into his teenage years. And he says, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. This is in uh, verse 22. Buy truth. So look at that. Pursue money? No. Buy truth and do not sell it. Buy wisdom. Buy instruction. Buy understanding. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. So my son, listen to these words. As you grow older, and for, for parents out there, let us encourage our children in this. Let us encourage them and let us model this in our own lives. What are you pursuing? Buy truth and do not sell it. We do not flip truth. <laughs> we, we grab hold of it and we buy it and, and we, we, we hold it closely and tightly we buy wisdom, we buy instruction, we buy understanding. We don't pursue these other things, these, this money and this fame. That is not our pursuit. If it happens, then groovy. But here's the deal. If you are pursuing truth and wisdom and instruction and understanding, and that happens to be a byproduct of it, then that is great. But do not then cast those things aside to continue to pursue this, this fleeting thing that is money or power or wealth. So my son... Listen to me. Kids, listen to your parents. And parents, let us be speaking these truths to our kids. Buy truth and do not sell it. Buy wisdom, buy instruction, and buy understanding. Oh, and by the way, for those of us in the workforce, shouldn't we be pursuing... Like, this is not only relegated to the teenage boy or the teenage girl or the kid who's growing up or whatever it is. This is for us as well. You go after truth. You pursue wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Go after those things. Because in the end, I'm telling you, they will satisfy you. And so the proverb, uh, the author of Proverbs here, uh, or of Proverbs 23, ends with, with this quite long, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, um, but he, he is essentially assuming that this is not happening. That the people who will be reading this and the immediacy of the time that it's written are in fact, they have pursued wealth. They have pursued, uh, you know, they have pursued power. They have pursued what the author, many authors in the Bible call the desires of their flesh. And so he says, who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has strife? Who has complaining? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Who is struggling with these things? And he says, I'll tell you who I know is. Obviously, it's the first people, the people who are pursuing uh, this, this love affair of money. But we put God over money, right? That's what we do. That's who we are. This is the clothes that we wear. 
And he says there's a second group of people. And the second group of people are the people who, who pursue an escape. They are, they are running away from the things that, are, that they're struggling with. And they are, they are pursuing an escape. And in this case, it is alcohol. And alcohol is for sure a, a difficult uh, struggle for so many people. Alcoholism is. And, and really even just the escape into alcohol. And I do not want to dismiss that. And I want to be clear here. Okay? I just, I want to be very, very clear. Jesus drank wine. Paul instructed Timothy to drink wine. Jesus tells his disciples that there will be wine in heaven. Not grape juice. Wine in heaven. That he says, you will drink this with me in heaven. So alcohol, just like money in and of themselves, are not sinful. They are just things. And it is my personal belief that if you can consume alcohol in a way that is responsible, is in moderation, is not an escape, is not something you have to do, I gotta have a beer at the end of the day or whatever it is, um, because there, are, there, there is very real uh, a disease of alcoholism. And then there are the people who just have to have something all the time. Maybe they're not prone to, to alcoholism or drunkenness, but it becomes an escape. And that's dangerous as well because it's the position of our hearts. So, so if you can consume this, then that's fine. Biblically speaking, I think that's totally cool because of the examples that we have. But here at the end of Proverbs chapter 23, um, we see what the problem is with, with the pursuit of alcohol as an escape. It says, do not look at wine when it's red, when it sparkles in the cup and goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a serpent and stings like an adder. Your eyes will see strange things. Your heart utter perverse things. You will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea, like one who lies on the top of a mast. And you might be thinking to yourself, this was me just last night. And I want to give you, surely there is hope. I love this painting here. There is always hope. There is surely a hope for you. I want to leave you with this hope. But this is the reality for people. Friday night, last night, this is the reality for people. They struck me, you will say, but I was not hurt. They beat me and I did not feel it. When shall I awake? I must have another drink. And so you become, you, you end up just in this cycle of difficult, uh, addict addictive behaviors when you go through with this. So what is this future hope? Right here in the middle, right? There are 30... There are 35 verses. The middle verse says, surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. Well, I just want to tell you here on this, on this podcast is this, your future hope does not lie in this cycle of, of addictive behavior, whether that's alcohol, whether that's drugs, whether that's uh, media consumption, social media consumption. There are plenty of ways to scratch that itch. And, and it does not, in the end, suffice. And there are plenty of ways to get out of the cycle of looking out at money as your future hope because it will be gone. Poof, it's gone. And what is that? What does that future look like? Well, let me tell you, for me, it has been placing all of my hope, it has been placing all of my trust in the divine message of Jesus as written in the New Testament of the Bible, as confirmed from the Old Testament of the Bible, the entire counsel of God. And that what I have learned is that when I pursue, when I set my mind on these things, when I, when I set my mind on what is true, what is lovely, what is right, when I set my mind on how do I bring joy and love and peace 
and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, when I am doing these things, it is only because of the work of Christ in me, which is my hope for glory. And I've never done this before, but I want to give you the opportunity to do this today. If you're listening to this podcast and you have made it now 16 minutes into this thing, and you're feeling like this was actually me, I want to give you this future hope. There is always hope, even in these dark and depressing times. There is hope. And I found hope in February of 1992 when I committed to giving the entirety of my life, taking up my cross and following a rabbi. We're all following some teaching. We're all following some worldview. You have somebody, you have something that defines how you, what you define as right and wrong. And I chose that to be Jesus and it was the greatest decision of my life. And so I'm going to end this with prayer and I want to give you an opportunity to do the same. Like I said, I have not done this before because uh, for whatever reason, but I'm doing it today. All right, so will you pray with me? If you, if you need to pray this, will you pray with me? Thanks. Dear Jesus, I'm tired of pursuing the things that I think will give me satisfaction. I'm tired of, of running from things that I think uh, are, are that, that I'm tired of running from things that are my problems and escaping to things that only cause more problems. I'm just tired. I'm tired of the race. I'm tired of, of this circle and I want to break free. I want to be free. And Jesus, I believe in my heart that you will give me freedom. And so I ask you to take over all of me Come in, invade my life and give me a renewed sense of purpose. Give me a renewed sense of meaning. Give me a renewed sense of value that I might be known by you so that I can go and make you known. Will you do that for me? In Jesus' name, amen. And I'm telling you this, hey, listen, if you prayed that, that is amazing. Will you, you can just go tell somebody. It doesn't have to be me. I don't care. I don't need the accolades. Just go tell somebody, please. So uh, there it is. I did not expect for... Uh, for this particular podcast to go 18 minutes and to land there. But you know what? I'm pumped it did. I'm pumped it did. So uh, until next week, we'll be going through Proverbs chapter 30 uh, next week. So we will be wrapping up the month of May and we'll be on to June and we will see what happens. So uh, we will, uh, hopefully uh, you can um, share this, like it, subscribe, whatever it is that you want to share it with your friends. Um, you know, I don't like make any money. I don't sell advertisings or anything like that because it wouldn't be worth any. <laughs> but anyway, uh, thank you all so much. Appreciate you and we'll talk to you next week.